Good morning, Jubilee Church and those uh, visiting us online today. It's great to be sharing with you this morning as we continue our sermon series in the book of Philippians. My name is Steve Whittington and I'm on the leadership team at Jubilee Church Hull. Part of my role is also to serve our family of churches called Regions Beyond and particularly with strengthening our churches and encouraging church planting. This morning, I think I'm actually preaching not just in Jubilee Church Hull, but on this day, I think I'm preaching in Jubilee Church Croydon, a different message, and Apex Church on the Isle of Wight. Well, the wonders of modern technology and online church. One of the cities we're praying for in regions beyond is Birmingham. Uh, we are really wanting to plant several churches in the next few years in that city. Maybe you could join us with praying for that city. Maybe you know people who are living there, who may be interested in a church, or maybe even God might call you to go. Please feel free to contact me if you've got my telephone number or contact me via the website or social media if you want to know more. Well, this morning we've already had uh, the verses read to us so well, the verses from Philippians 3, 17 to 21. So if you've got a Bible, please open up this passage now. We're going to look at what it means to be a citizen of heaven from these verses. See, if you're a Christian watching this morning, your home is in heaven. Before you became a Christian, the Bible describes us being in the kingdom of darkness. We were sinful. We were cut off from God. We went our own way. And God is holy. We were guilty of wrongdoing. We were following a road that led to eternal destruction. Nothing we could do could save and rescue us from hell. However, Jesus came to earth. God's son. He lived a perfect life and he went to the cross and died in our place and he took the punishment that we deserved. He took our sin upon himself. He took God's anger against all the sin but on the third day he rose again from the dead and he opened a way that by receiving his forgiveness and by beginning to now follow him we can have our sin removed and we can have a friendship with God. See, that means we're no longer headed to hell, but we are headed to heaven. The moment we came to Jesus and asked for forgiveness and we turned around from living our own way and followed Jesus, you became a citizen of heaven. Wow. Therefore, we are called to live out that reality here on the earth. And there are three things from this passage that will help us. They are to follow examples, to flee enemies, Three, fixed expectation. So firstly, as citizens of heaven, we follow examples. See, most of us are proud of the country that we were born in. We have a sense of national pride. We love to see our flag and all that represents to us. Well, the Philippians were on Greek land, but they were under Roman citizenship. And the Philippians loved being citizens of Rome. Roman citizens were among the most protected and privileged people of the ancient world. It gave them a sense of pride and privilege. And Paul reminds them, however, that the primary thing about them is their citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom heaven rules. See, we may be citizens of a nation on the earth, but if we are Christians, we belong to God's kingdom. We are citizens of heaven first. And Paul tells us some of the practical ways this citizenship should impact and change us. The first is the imitation of godly examples. Paul tells them to be fellow imitators of me. Copy me. 
<laughs> that sounds a bit arrogant, doesn't it? However, he's not putting himself on a pedestal or saying he's perfection. Instead, he's encouraged them, as he said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, be imitators of me, just as I am of Christ. That's what he wants us to imitate, Jesus. And what did Paul model in his life? Victory over sin, love for God and others, loyalty to the truth, and so much more. The Philippians also needed much more than just Paul's example. They were also to keep their eyes on those who walked as Paul did. Paul says, observe. It's the word to scope out, to examine carefully, to contemplate, to fix your gaze upon. They were to study those who live for and love Jesus like Paul did and to follow them and learn from them and become like them. See, Paul in his writing to Timothy says, be an example, Timothy, in speech, in conduct, in love, faithfulness and purity. Why? Because you're showing people the path. Yes, you follow the example of Jesus. Yes, they can read about Paul, but you need somebody you can touch, somebody you can watch, somebody you can feel, somebody you can talk to, somebody who knows you, somebody in your world in which they can follow. Paul is not saying imitate my gifts. He's not saying imitate my calling, my privileges, my achievements. No, he's saying imitate how I live my life for Christ. What examples do you follow? They need to be close up. That's why we're part of a body, a family with godly leadership. We're to watch, we're to follow, we're to copy. Do you know, I can name people in my life in the past, but also now that I have followed and I choose to follow. People who have shown me how to pray, how to love my son, how to be passionate in worship, how to really love people, how to deal with disappointment, how to deal with difficulties and trials. I wonder, are you close up to other Christians who are following Jesus? If not, you need to do something about it. Join one of our growth groups, serve on a team in the next season. Invite yourself to somebody's home, get to know people. See, the true impact of godly examples will only happen with friendship, not distance. If you want to live as a citizen of heaven, follow examples. Secondly, heavenly citizens flee from enemies. See, that's why we're to have godly examples, is because there are many examples of people who aren't godly. Paul says there are people who call themselves Christians, but corrupt the good news of Jesus through the way they live out their lives. See, Paul says he's crying. He says he has tears as he writes. He weeps over those who call themselves believers, but whose behaviour and example demonstrates otherwise. See, some of them were from a, a Jewish background and had come to know Jesus. They would teach, yes, you can be right with Jesus, but also you need to follow the Torah. You need to follow the laws. What Jesus has done is not enough. You have to obey the traditions and the law to be saved. Some of them were from a Gentile background. That's a non-Jew background. Yes, Jesus saves. Because Jesus saves, well, I can choose how I live now because he loves me. I'm under grace. Neither of those are true. See, at the end of the verse, Paul says they're enemies of the cross of Christ. They were probably not openly hostile to Christ or the church. They claimed to be living the right Christian life, but they were self-deceived, deceptive. Those bad examples were opposed to the truth and therefore against the gospel. And verse 19 goes on to give us other examples of enemies. It says their destiny is destruction. It's an everlasting, endless torment in a literal body that can never die. It says their God is that appetite, not a, not a physical hunger, but the hungering after, earthly desires, 
often called passions. Now, sometimes those desires are not necessarily wrong in themselves, but the young godly person lives and centres it around themselves, around their own needs, what I want. They make decisions based on how it makes them feel. They sin if they do not get what satisfies them and they sin to get it. Their shamelessness is in their glorying in the very things they should be their shame, says Paul. As one writer puts it like this, they're known for drinking, not discipleship. They're proud of perversion, not pleasing Christ. They brag about their liberty, not loving the lost. See, they continue to set their mind on earthly things. I wonder for us, what decisions are you making today? What's consuming your time, your thoughts, your actions? Are you as a Christian focused on what satisfies you here and now? Or are you looking to God? See, God encourages to flee these enemies, to live as heaven citizens. Then the final thing this passage encourages us to do is to fix our expectations. See, heavenly citizens fix expectations. See, the other reason we follow godly examples is because godliness is both the expression of our current position and the means to the realisation of our future hope. Citizenship is both the position and the lifestyle that flows from it. It is the truth, the reality that will then have implications and impact on every detail of our lives. See, the godliness we see in others that we are to copy is the lived out expression of following Jesus and seeking his kingdom. Jesus has authority over all. Currently, this flesh that we're in, our bodies, they're weak, they're frail, they're sick and dying. But one day we will have glorious new bodies, spiritual bodies. We'll be raised from everlasting to life in a new heaven and a new earth. That's our hope. Our citizenship in heaven is to powerfully change what we think and what we do now. This glorious hope. One day we're going to be with him. All pain and suffering, struggle with sin will be over and we'll be forever in God's wonderful presence. Therefore, let us live as citizens of heaven by following examples, by fleeing enemies and by fixing our expectations. This morning, what is God challenging in your life? Maybe your focus has been down again at yourself, at your own desires, at the things that you struggle with sometimes day by day. Sometimes the people we're around need to change. The examples that we have around us, we need new examples of people who are following Jesus. Maybe you need to consider, what do I need to do? For some of us, we need to look at ourselves and say, what example am I as a Christian to those around me? How can I continue to love Jesus, to follow him and to live as a citizen of heaven? That others will look at me and I can say, imitate me, follow me. Look how I make decisions. Look how I deal with my finance because I'm following Jesus. Let's be responsive right now in prayer. Let's come before God. Father, we just want to come before you. We want to be those who live as heaven's citizens, not focused on where we are right now, at the issues we're facing, the challenges we face, the flesh that we have on us. But Lord, help us look to you, Jesus, and our certain future hope. 
that that would challenge us in everyday decisions, that we would live great examples of holiness and purity following you, that we would become friends of others and that we would say, come follow me because I'm following Jesus. So come Holy Spirit, forgive us where we fail and Lord, fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit to live for you today and in the coming days. In Jesus' name, amen.